Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast with Andy and Ali from Wealth HQ. Today is all about money management, and Ali is here to tell us why that is so important. Money management systems are vital because it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. Right, And that's what we try to achieve with our money management system and teach our clients. First, they want to understand where's the money going, how much they spend on everything. Second, we're going to promote the idea of they need to keep more money for them, which is savings. And there are two different type of savings. Explain that. Oh, well... Let's start from the beginning before I explain the two different types of savings. Do you guys, if you're watching this, please let us know in the comments. But do you feel like, let's just imagine you're getting paid cash, okay? And your money gets paid in a, a big black rubbish bag and they give it to you every month and you grab this money and this is how you spend, right? You spend, spend, spend until you go, oh, here you go, one more. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't have enough. Do you feel like this is what's going on in your spending sometimes? Most certainly have in the past. Yeah. So this is when you don't have a management system and nothing transparent. There's not much understanding of what's going on. And that's why I've seen some people paying for coffee in front of me and going like this. They don't or, want it to or decline. waiting to see if it actually accepts, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the most common. That's the most common. Getting accepted. accepted because no idea how much left. Well, a lot, of get, a lot of people get paid weekly, monthly, and you know there'll be people oh. out there get paid monthly, uh, fortnightly as yeah. well. Imagine reaching to that bottom of the bag. You know, a couple of days out from fortnight. And nothing. Exactly. This is when you hear the uh, people goes like, I'm paying from paycheck to paycheck. So if you're paying, if you're living from paycheck to paycheck, it's because you're doing this to the rubbish bag. So what do we do at Wealth HQ? We basically imagine if what we're going to do, we're going to rip that uh, black rubbish bag and we're going to put your money in three see-through glass boxes and we're going to label them as well. How much in each box, how much you're allowed to touch and how much you're not. And then we're going to try to give you a box to keep and save it and put it aside first before you give everyone else. I feel, I feel like you've just kind of rushed over that a little bit. So can you explain the three boxes in a little bit more detail? I'll get to that. So what do we believe in Wealth HQ? So it's not, we didn't come up with this. This is an income allocation theory. It's probably a thousand year old, but we might have modified it a little bit to make it so simple and easy to use in New Zealand market. We believe working couple with a reasonable, everything is just in the kind of average, they should be able to live on 60% of their income. Situationally, obviously, Situationally, it depends yeah. on, on family Absolutely. Yeah, and size. if you... And manage to live on 60% of your income, then you will be capable of putting 30% toward your future goal. We don't know what's the future goal. Regardless, you should be able to put 30%. If your future goal to buy your first home, if your future goal to buy your first investment property or travel or pay debt, doesn't matter. We're talking now about the income allocation. Everyone with an income can do this. So 30% goes to your future goal. So now it's quite obvious. You're living on 60 and you're putting 30 toward your future goal. You're left with a 10. Can you guess what is this 10 for? It's for me. <laughs> no, it's not. I wish. Um, it's actually fun money. That's for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wish. Uh, so it's fun money. So we really believe in in order to for any financial plan to be successful, you still have to have fun. You need to indulge because we're humans and small emergencies, we call it. So we it's fun money and small emergencies. So if you want to take the missus out for dinner, if you want to take the kids on a trip, if you want to just indulge yourself, there is money and you will never touch your growth money, which is what we call it the future goal. We call it the growth account. 
So you're growing with it. And if you need new tires, there is money. So small emergencies money is available and that's 10%. The biggest difference between us and any than so many advisors, that's 60, 30, 10. It's quite rigid and this is how much. And then they engage you to kind of, let's say a lot of people goes in and they're living on 75% of their income and they go, oh, you're overspending. We need to find the money. Where's the money? They go through the numbers, stop having coffee. We heard so much, oh, people can't buy houses because they eat smashed avocados every morning. That is the wrong approach because our brain now wired in a way like this is a negative way. People are at me, getting at me off my spending and then what do you do? You're just like, oh. I don't want to deal with it. When it becomes too hard, you a lot of people can cave, they can give in, right? And we need to make sure that any plan is achievable, right? It's like setting smart goals. Not only achievable, it should be fun. It should be. And this is one thing I want you to elaborate a little bit on because we work a lot and we've discussed a lot about yeah. building habits. And there's an yeah. old age saying that repetition creates habits. And we both know that isn't always correct. Whilst it is a, there is a sentiment yeah. of that, which is. Absolutely. But we both have come to a very particular conclusion and there's a lot of different uh, rationale out there. Explain what we believe creates long lasting habits. Something you like, something you enjoy, fun creates habits. So basically, if you enjoy driving a, a big truck like yourself, as soon as you get a new Ranger, you go, whoa, I want to drive everywhere because this is uh, so enjoyable and you do it all the time, then people think it's repetition what build the habit. But it's actually, that's a great feeling at the beginning, what's made you repeat and that, and that's what made the habit. So it's actually, there's a lot of people have a habit of reading. They go, they read, always read, they enjoy reading. That's why they they always put, yeah, and they had a book and then that's it. So that's what we believe is people don't know how to enjoy savings because there is no one come in and show them how to enjoy savings by rewarding themselves when they save. So at WealthHQ, we have a system. First, we establish what we call the trigger. The trigger what reminds people when to save because people don't save just whenever. So we establish the trigger. And then after the trigger, we establish a reward. So the day you put the money aside, that's the very same day you've got a certain budget for fun. And normally we tell everyone to, that's it date night money. So what we try to achieve is, for example, for couples, the day they put the money, they should go at that night and celebrate their success of putting the money aside toward their future goal and go and enjoy a couple of drinks, dinner, regardless, whatever they want to do with the money. And we believe they should do it on the day just to remind themselves this is an achievement and they celebrate that small milestone. That will create the habit. But the point is here, this is how we create habits, but we create a lot more, like we teach people so much more than that. The first thing is we don't dwell on, oh, you spend, oh, you overspend. Let's try to reduce your spending. And then we engage the client for three months, try to figure out every coffee, every smash avocado, every dinner, and we will lose. And instead of that, our system readapts and redistribute whatever left and we start the plan straight away and we start building good habits. So if we figure out that you live on on 80% of your income, our system redistribute using the same allocation, the same theory toward your future goal and your fun money. And then what do we do from there? We try to teach you when you get paid, what you should do first. What do you think you should do first when you get paid? What should, the minute I get paid, what yeah, should I do? Yeah. I should be putting away my savings first and foremost. Yeah. My growth account, growth which we're talking about. Exactly. That. What do you think is happening out there from your experience meeting people? People are putting only the money away at the end of a pay cycle. So whatever is left after they've had their splurging and, and fun, they are putting away whatever they've got left. If 
anything. If there's anything, at yeah. All most of most of the time, guys, come cards. on, let's be honest. Nothing left, right? Yeah, because we don't have a plan. And this is the thing: when you put money away at the end, there is no structure. And we understand Absolutely. life is built on structure. School is a nine to five, a nine to three. Work typically a nine to five. It's based around structure. Yep. So how or why are we teaching people to be any different with money? Absolutely, 100%. Structure is so important. But we try to change our clients' mentality. by. It's actually, I didn't come up with that. It's a great book. It's it, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you read that book, it's an amazing and I highly recommend it. But this in the book, it teaches you to say the money you think it's your money to play with and have fun with and, and eat with. We call it that pay everyone else because this is money for the supermarket, money for the petrol station, money for the insurance company, money for the childcare, money for the mortgage for the bank. It's not your money. So it's actually, we call what we call it now our Mojo account, then after we finalize our planning, we call it pay everyone out. And then the growth account, we call it pay my future self because this is for your own future. So if you want to get rid of debt or if you want to get rid of, yeah, or any build type a, of debt. deposit for a home. Or build a deposit for a home Correct. or buy a second home. That's your future self. And then the last one is money for me now, which is savings to just in case if you want to go on a trip for your kids and family. And then we teach people to pay themselves First, so remember, the one you pay your supermarket and your rent or your mortgage or your insurance company or your petrol company, let's pay everyone else. And then the next account is pay my future self and then pay myself. And then we tell everyone to pay themselves first. Then they're left with the money they should live with. Obviously, we do this after a major cash flow analysis. We go through a thorough, thorough work. Plan. It's plan, a plan. Planning it's... until we get some numbers we can trust. But that's, that's basically we show people like they will need to pay themselves first. Not only that, then we get them to celebrate doing this by going and having um, a celebration night to build that habit. Then we don't leave it. After we establish that, then we go, hold on a second, but you actually live on a little bit too much. So let's just pull it apart and see why you're living on 85%, not 60%. Can we help you to reduce the 60%? That's our biggest point of difference because we don't try to arm wrestle. We don't try to change habits. We actually first establish a good habit first, then we build on it. And now while we try to kind of understand why this expenses is so high, we're already saving. We're already celebrating our success. And then chances are we can save you money from a lot of different items. Now what's going to happen? That's it will reflect on how much you can keep and how much you pay for everyone else. And guess what? If we manage savings, basically that's a money for you to Most keep. So now you're way more motivated to actually crack down on these expenses. And that's why Wealth HQ is so different from everyone else when it comes to money management. The problem is no one really believes in money management. Reason? Potentially scared of failing. That's one. That's a very good one. Which I'll talk about shortly. Yeah. But mostly because a bad job was like, it's got a bad reputation of someone's going to come to you and tell you, stop having this. Stop having this. Don't go out there. Also, it's, I don't know if this is just a Kiwi thing. A lot of what I see today, it's all about the now. It's not about the future, right? We want instant results. It's a, we want everything as quickly as possible. We experience something and then we want to move on to the next experience as exactly. quick as possible. We don't live in the moment or we don't think about the future a lot of the time. Exactly. 
That's where we need to change that mentality. Exactly. And that's why we actually recognize that. Yes. And that's why we put this an immediate reward for you uh, that you go and take the missus on a night out the day you save. That just to show you that let's celebrate that, celebrate our success. And that's, we give you a little bit of that. I want things now kind of hit. Exactly. Because that's what's happening at the moment. So we actually acknowledge that and we do know how to use that in our own benefit instead of become an enemy against, you know, this plan. You're 100% right. But the, the biggest thing we've done is to teach people and change their view toward money. And now their savings, it's for them. It's my money. Everything else, it's everyone else's money. I feel like at the moment, everyone values everyone's else, everyone else's money. They don't value their own money because they don't have money. They don't have savings. As soon as we turn this mentality around and we go, Oh, I've been working so hard just to just put all this money, you know, to day for day, day to day. Yeah, day for day. What's my plan? I need to pay myself. Thinking actually they are paying themselves, but they are not. They're paying the petrol station, the the supermarket, the the insurance company, the the mortgage, the all the the Uber, the all those sort of stuff. I want to elaborate a little bit more on a point I brought up a second ago. It's all about the fear of failure, right? Yeah. And I most certainly throughout my lifespan of has ha, have had this fear of failing. I've always thought it's the worst thing. So at times I've seen it hold people back from making a change or action. And action is the number one aspect that we see holding people back. You can talk the talk, but if you don't implement it right now, one thing that I think people need to understand is the ability to be agile and nimble, right? And that's how we design plans as well as the fact that we've got Christmas coming up. We've got New Year's around the corner. We've got maybe some bigger expenses. It's about building a nimble plan. So whilst we want everyone or we want people to build the savings plan, doesn't mean that from month to month through consultation, we can drop our growth by a small portion to put it into the security, which is for the, the future, for our future self. That could be for our kid's birthday. It could be for whatever, yeah. right? But we need to acknowledge the fact that if you don't meet this target, it's not game over. 100%. It's about being nimble and being able to feel comfortable because money that you have in your account tomorrow without a plan, I guarantee you will be a lot less than you'll have in your account tomorrow with a plan. Oh, 100%. Look, we'll come to that failure thing, but there's actually the feeling, even when you have a lot of money, if you spend it like, you know, like this, the, the feeling of anxiety every time you put your hand in this bag to look for money and you can't find it, the feeling actually in real life when you swipe your card and you go, it's going to go through. That feeling of anxiety, what's causing all this stress. And regardless how much you earn and making you feel poor, and it comes back to how I started this, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. Let's elaborate on that. Structure make you feel rich, even if you spend less money. The feeling rich, it means in control. So that means I have have a total control of how much I have, how much I spend. I'm not too worried about this. How many times we go out with our mates for drinks and, you know, after three or four drinks, we realize this is a big night and then I go, oh, do I have actually enough in the account for a big night? Versus if you allocate everything correctly and you know how much and you go out and you go, yep, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm happy about it. This is the different two feelings. Anxiety about, oh, do I have enough? That's the feeling being poor. Oh, yep. I'm, I'm sweet. I know I've got an allocation for that. So I'm all good chatting, laughing, feel rich. So it doesn't matter about how much you spend, the feeling, the feeling of rich and poor. It's about the control. The reality is as well, the rich 
have more money left than they spend. In order to be rich, as you need to pay yourself first and you keep paying yourself, that's savings. And to feel rich, to have complete control over your spending and your money so you know where is everything going and without having this anxiety attack, is that going to go through? Do I have enough money for that? That's the poor feeling. This is the actually the side effect of having a very good money management is you actually, you'll have way less anxiety and obviously a lot more money in your savings helps you achieve your goal. Most certainly. I, I want to share a story on this because when we talk about it, it's about holding on to money, creating wealth, all all of that. But I think through our job, there's a lot of people we talk to, hundreds of people we talk to, and there's always stories that stick in, our, in my mind. Yeah. And, and one that comes to mind straight away, and I'll, it was just a family of five, right? The husband and wife, both working extremely hard, earning good money, but struggling to get ahead. We went through the plan and kind of highlighted what we refer to as a black hole. And it was a, a light bulb moment for them. Now, they didn't shy away from it. They looked at it and like, we know we can save X amount. And when I talk about X amount, we're referring to like 2000 to two and a half grand every single month. Missing. They don't know where it's going. Well, no, they were missing more, but we knew they could save two and a half. Oh, okay, they can save 2,000. Yeah. And what he did was broke it all down and realized that that was actually true. He took one next step further because he wanted to buy a home for his family. He then went out and did a cleaning job after he finished work, creating a bigger black hole, right? He, as a person that didn't have money, never held on to money, all of a sudden had two grand, five grand, eight grand, 12 grand, 18 grand. Now he's sitting with over $38,000 in his account that he never had before. And he got addicted to, to making money. Yeah. He got addicted. It's a good, good addiction. It was a fantastic addiction. But what that showed is that anyone can put their mind to something if yeah. they need to. This person had four kids, by the way, and husband and wife. So they had expenses, but he went out and found another job when they were able to do so, to make more money, to get them to where they want to get to. Dedication is ultimately key. Being able to act is ultimately key. Shying away from it, burying your head in the sand isn't going to do any good. Exactly. And that comes to your point is people are afraid of success. But the reason is a lot of people actually afraid of being afraid of opening it up. And she'll be right, you know, oh, I'm going to get it done. And then by opening up, that means you're going to need to face, I don't, I don't want to call it failure, but you're going to need to face, okay, this is not right. And I need to fix it. And sometimes people think this is overwhelming. but as you can see, it's like after one hour of this, oh, like you're facing the music or you're hearing some stuff you don't want to hear. But after that, you will have an absolute control over where is your money going? Then your anxiety levels is actually going to drop when it comes to finances, like building your savings. Then you're going to have new habits and it's actually, a, it's a high. It's like, oh my God, that's why your, your client went and got another job because now he can see this other job is actually making a lot of difference because before, regardless, you get one, two, three jobs, there's no money. So it feels as the same. So I was like, what the hell I'm doing? It's always, I'm, I'm always poor. It's like at a fork yeah. in the road, right? You've got a decision to make and what door you want to open. Do you open the door that's going to be hard work, but it's going to help you? Or you're going to open the door, which is the light work, the easy work, but you're never going to get to yeah, where you want to get uh, hey, look, to. What there's some people doing a really hard work. There's some people are really working hard, but the money is not managed correctly. And that's the key point. And now I want to move to a really important aspect of this because we've talked about how we build plans, why we build plans, and we've talked about habits. But ultimately, it's, it's all about being held accountable. So I want to talk about how 
we hold our clients accountable and what support we might be what we might provide that we do provide them moving forward so let's use your your client uh, as an example so your client he said he went from no money struggling to control to two thousand dollars three thousand dollars four thousand six eight eighteen twenty five thirty five so what happens we actually we categorize this through stages and it's a, we call it a risk, different risk stages. So the, the risk is the people are very overwhelmed and they don't understand and they don't believe in themselves. So the first, we need to hold their hand while we're showing them they can do it and create the belief and give them all the, the tools to actually make it happen. Then we'll start. So I'm going to ask you a question here. Let's say you start saving. You know, let's say you're doing it on a fortnightly basis and you saved $175 into your saving. And then we celebrated that and you're happy. You took 50 bucks, you went out, you had some takeaways for celebration. On your next pay cycle, you another you saved another hundred and seventy-five. Let's say after you know three or four pay cycles, now you have Let's call it $450. Do you go around or do you look at your $450 and be like super proud I saved $450? No. This is what we call it the red stage because the money is still small. You see something and you go for $400. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, actually can buy that. And there is a huge possibility you'll spend it on that because this is doesn't reach the stage you become protective over it because it's still small. So our job at the start, which is that's the code red, we call it, is to keep you accountable, keep you encouraged and showing you there's actually, there's a lot to be proud of because now you have control and you're growing. You don't go straight away to become a six foot four. You started somewhere, right? So the point is in here, we do that. Then we continue giving milestone and encouragement and showing them the projection into the future till we reach a stage. So your client now, how much is they have? 38,000. That they reach stage, we don't need to be helping them to be protective over it. They are super protective, super proud than they started six months ago in the minus, struggling. Now they have 38K in their savings. Now we call it code blue. Code blue is basically, we sweet, like they are way more, now, now they're going to go talk to their, to their mates. So mate, you need to get it together. You know, and they can be proud and loud. And they are. And they are. And the great thing I think with them is that now we're helping them with what type of property should they buy? Where should they purchase a property? We also early stages helped amplify the KiwiSaver. So they've actually had compounding gains. So we we talked about that before. So we won't go into detail about that, but it's part of how we help build people's journey towards home ownership, right? Different so to areas. answer your question, uh, through this, we understand human psychology, but through the red stage, we call it, we will be with you, keeping you accountable, celebrating your success and reminding you that small success, even if it's so small now, it will grow at that rate and it's important to be protective over it. And we teach you, if you make a mistake, that's not the end of the world because what we see is people do make a mistake, buy that thing for $400, feel embarrassed and disappear. Nothing happened. Basically, you've gone back to your old habits. We teach them that it's fine, come back, and we'll get you. And then after that, it's easy. When they reach those numbers, they become so proud. They protect their own wealth. They know how to build it. And then we keep meeting them, but on like we don't meet them on a regular basis. But sometimes they want to meet us on a regular basis because they are so proud to tell us their success stories and where they are. Exactly. It's all started with being a little bit more vulnerable, opening 
it up and say, okay, I need help. And then we come in and we start the savings for you using what we call Wealth HQ Income Allocation Theory without trying to interfere of how you spend. We always can show you how to save by changing your habit of paying yourself first than everyone else. Then we'll go on a bigger, deeper digging to try to control your spending. And then basically things will start snowball. But all starts with, hey, I think I'm not doing well. I need to reach out to someone. So you just kind of taken away the beginning and the next point I was going to talk about too. So to summarize our conversation today, the first thing is realizing your goals and objectives that you want to purchase a property or your first home. Regardless then, of anything, you, you need to start saving money in our language. You need to start paying yourself. Correct. Stop paying everyone else. So following that, you need to take action and reach out. We'll then look at opportunities to implement the 60-30-10 rule with building a structure for somebody to achieve their goals, whether that be paying off debt faster, whether that be uh, buying a home, whether that be saving up a deposit for a second home, utilizing the likes of revolving credits in the right way. The next part is all about accountability, holding people accountable for what they say they're going to do to making sure they're going to do it. And then lastly, it's all about being rewarded for achieving these things that we have talked about. And the end goal is ultimately the icing on the cake, which is achieving the final goal, home, debt gone, whatever that might well be, more money in the bank account and and knowing and proving to yourself and everybody else that you can do it, that you do have that dedication, you do have that drive to make a change because that is the most important thing. We cannot look at ourselves and think, I should have what that person has. Yeah, if we're not actually, willing you to should, You should through. actually be fired. Correct. It's like, I want to be like this. Yeah, and it's that simple. It is literally that simple, yeah. right? Look, at the end of the day, we keep you accountable. We keep the accountability while we're building that good habit. As soon as we manage successfully to build a good habit through your, your reward system within your saving, basically, most people, they don't want us to be always calling them and checking on them because they feel like been pissed. So we actually leave them to it. And we schedule catch-ups once a month to share the success and where you at in the success. Plus, within those plans and financial plans, we always do it within a goal at the end. And most of our goals is either to buy your first home or purchase a second or third property. And normally we always say every time you come in for your check-in, monthly check-in, there's a lot of things could change, like a pay rise, for example, or money, like inheritance, or, or uh, the kids are old enough now they're going to school, so no more or less expenses or so on. That can be change your plan dramatically. So that's then we capture the change because sometimes that's another problem I see. People says, oh, uh, the more you get paid, the more you spend. That is wrong. That is so wrong. It shouldn't be like this. It does. It is. It's correct, but it shouldn't be correct. Yeah. But then uh, this is when it's there's no structure, and it depends on your goal. Like sometimes we can reach what we call it. Like if you think about it, like a business, you reach that break-even point, and everything after that break-even point, it's all profit. So it's somehow it's like this. So your pay rise should be all like it's all savings, basically. Yes, but you need to reward yourself when you get a pay rise, and we need to choose a good reward for yourself. But but hey, guys, like look, I think the best thing about having a really good money management system is the feeling, is the rich feeling, which is you got it under control, you know exactly where's your money going and you stop, stop doing this. Oh, that is an awful feeling. That is probably the 
best thing out of it. The next best thing, you will have savings. You can do whatever you want to do. And you can, obviously, we're always quite big on leverage. Then you can go to the bank and you say, hey, Mr. Mr. Bank, I have uh, 60K. Can you now give me 540,000 so I can invest in 600,000? And this is what we call leverage. Mm. But that's for another. Well, we've another, talked about another, that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's three options for those people out here listening today or whenever they hear it. The first one is the fact that they just unsubscribe, don't listen again, and oh, don't, do that. Don't, don't do that. But that's an option to everybody out there. The second one is just keep listening. Keep listening. We're going to keep coming out with more content. Like, subscribe to what we're talking about. And also our partners at Mortgage HQ, there's a lot of great information on there, a lot of free education. That's two options. Your third one is you make a change and you decide that today is a day that you want to reach out and talk to somebody about what your options are going to be, at least to get more clarity. So we have three options really today. Don't do anything. Keep listening. Sit in the background or act. Those are the three options today. And ultimately, we very much appreciate everybody that have listened in today. If there are any questions, we'd love them in the comments below. We'd also love yeah, to guys, hear your thoughts. Give us some thoughts. comments. Give us, like, just tell us what do you think. Or ask us about, we can talk about different subjects. Obviously, all our subjects within uh, wealth and wealth building and how we do it. So yeah, uh, just hit us with some questions, thoughts, and anything to do with mortgages, yeah. wealth building, insurance, Kiwi Saver, asset finance, because there are going to be a lot of talks about those coming along now too. But I know we're 33 minutes deep, so we should probably oh, we should probably wrap this fun. up today. Um, this is what happens when Ali and Andy uh, from Wealth HQ get together to talk about things that we absolutely love uh, talking about and helping. Is the radio station thing? It's called Hamish and Andy. Hamish, it is. Yeah, but oh, we're Ali. Ali. Andy. Hey, Hamish and Andy, listen, Ali's Andy's coming for you. <laughs> Appreciate you all listening in. And uh, look, yeah, enjoy it. And Thank hopefully you, you stick on for longer. Awesome. See you later.